We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All systems are good. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van What is going on, my friends? Welcome to another audio adventure on Insight. I'm CVV, Chris Van Vliet. So good to see you here on Friday as we record this. Hope it's been an amazing week for you. In the last few weeks, if you've been listening to the episodes, we've had some incredible guests, some UFC legends on the show. Frank Mir and Tito Ortiz in the last two weeks. They're both part of Freedom Fight Night, which is live tonight, July 15th in Mesa, Arizona. And my guest on today's show is Harrison Roger, who's the founder and CEO of Freedom Fight Night, along with a bunch of other businesses that he founded. You can get tickets, by the way, for Freedom Fight Night or stream the fight live at freedomfightnight.com. And I had a lot of people ask about yesterday's episode and that little drink that I mentioned that helps with focus and energy and cognition. It's called Magic Mind. You can get 40% off your first subscription by going to magicmind.co slash CVV and use that code CVV for 40% off your first subscription. All right. Cue up that transition sound effect. Ladies and gentlemen, Harrison Rogers. Harrison, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This is fun to actually be in studio. I feel like I've been doing a lot of podcast interviews, but virtually. And it's... uh, like quite- We're already hitting mics and stuff. We I don't know. know what to do. Yeah. I mean, there's this cough button. I didn't you know. You can try it if you want. That's like a radio station thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Protects, right? protects the listener from the... Uh, the grunters. Well, that, that that's like a thing in radio where like you're listening, you're listening, <clears throat> then you can clear your throat and do that. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to get good at it. Watch. Thank you for coming into town for this. Yes. No, uh, any excuse to get to Vegas. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty good. Yes. Uh, you know, the, the wife usually wants to always come. But I'm like, "Hey, this one's for work. I promise. You don't, you know, you're not missing out on much." And the Wynn Hotels, I mean, it's a pretty good spot. Yes. I mean, we I don't know if the cameras were able to see it, but there's we're able to see some cool uh but they can all see in here. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fun. People walk by and uh, wonder who's who's important in there talking to, well, we to just, Chris. Well, we just interviewed Frank Mir and people were like taking pictures and like looking. I know it was right behind Frank's head, so he couldn't see this was happening. But I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's lots of people. I know it's more distracting for you than for your guests. Well, I've, I'm like, this is why I sit here so I can be laser focused on you. Because if the guest sees that, they might be like, oh, what's going on out there? Yeah, you exactly. You probably have less ADD than your guests. I, I would be like distracted with the camera. So. Arizona's home for you, right? Yeah. 
So, born in you know, it's 100 plus degrees out here today. And you're like, that's oh, just a normal day. Yeah. No, I could even wear, I could even wear a little blazer. Oh, you're there. like 100. That's it? Yeah. That's all you got? Barely third, three digits. You know, we're, we're surviving now. Yeah. So, which city are you in? Um, right side, outside of Phoenix uh, is East Valley. Mesa is where I'm from. And, and that's actually where we're having our first uh, Freedom Fight Night in Arizona. We uh, had our first Freedom Fight Night in Miami. And it was a blast. You know, we had a lot, a great turnout, but it was a little frustrating because so many of my family and friends were like, why did you do it across the country for your first one? You know, and, and so we're, we're bringing it home. And this is a big thing to take on. Like you're now a fight promoter. Like to it's be a weird, that's, a, that's a lot. So where did, let's take it back and then we'll get into your story, but take it back. Like what's the idea behind you're now a promoter? I know it, it evolved into, and it's still evolving. I'm excited for you to hear some uh, even more uh, evolution with, with Frank, but you know, it started out as just trying to figure out how to be involved in politics without being another Politico fundraiser establishment guy and um, being in the private sector. And uh, one of my, my personal passions is MMA. Obviously I'm not a fighter, but uh being, seeing that so much of our audience in the MMA world wants to be involved in, in politics, or at least support what their frustrations are, but they don't even know where to begin. And so finding a way to have a fun uh, fundraiser that, like Frank was mentioning in, in your guys' interview, the culture war, it seems like MMA is the only sport so far that hasn't fallen to the woke movement. And so let's let's start with what we got and see if we can bleed over into the NBA and into the NFL, when athletes are able to feel safe from getting canceled uh, because they see other celebrity athletes do it in the MMA world. Um, but in the meantime, let's have a good time promoting fights. This is one of those things where it's like, you know, the, the, the topics you don't talk about at Thanksgiving. And I feel like this, this kind of falls into that category of like, as soon as you start bringing politics into sports, people go, come on, man. I just want to, I just want to watch my game. Exactly. Unless you're willing to, uh, knee for the flag or you're willing to talk about how terrible america is it seems like uh you're not allowed to talk about politics it is, yeah that is it, it is an interesting thing we're like you don't talk about politics unless um, yeah 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 so you had some big names at, at freedom fight night one yeah i mean incredibly surreal you know growing up watching these these legends like frank Mir, tito ortiz rampage jackson evander holyfield came and it, it's just like how did this happen? How did I get here? You know, I, how did this happen? I mean, for real, how did this yeah, happen? I, I, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll ex say how we got there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, grew up, uh, talking about school previously, talking about all these things. I sucked at formal education. I, I actually dropped out of high school my junior year to start my first business. Wow. Hold yeah. on. What was the business? A carpet cleaning business. So you must have already been cleaning some carpets or something. No, nope. no way. Yeah, I know. Uh, definitely, definitely kind of fell into place with a, an uncle who was kind of dabbling in the carpet cleaning business uh, world, but having his unit stolen and, and whatnot, he was just like, yeah, you know, how about, and then I said, Hey, what if I pay to uh, have the insurance deductible, you know, let's get it replaced and I'll just grow it. Um, and it over that summer to my junior year, uh, Things got busy enough to say I could either sit in a formal high school class uh, and not succeed like I've been doing these last uh, many years, or 
I can uh, pursue this carpet cleaning business and continue to grow it and, and make some money and uh, just get my GED because if I'm going to go to college, you know, it's going to have to be a community college and uh, I'm going to have to pay for it. So the difference between a GED and a diploma is nothing in that in that path. So chose that path, grew the grew the carpet cleaning business enough to be exciting and uh, rest. <laughs> I almost said the rest is history, but you don't know the rest of the history. So. Uh, there must have been so many people in your life going, Harrison, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. You've, you've got to at least, at the very least, finish high school. Right. It Wait, was, were you were 16? Yeah. Uh, barely old enough to get a driving van to, uh, you know, the carpet cleaning vans are trucks. And so I'm like, hey, I can at least do this and drive around in expensive equipment. Man. So carpet cleaning to what? What was the next business after that? Um, I was actually going on a church mission. I wasn't planning on going on a church mission for the LDS church. Uh, so I, I, from 17 to 19 was growing it. And the only value it had was a contract with a home builder at the time to do their new homes, to do their uh, model homes and, and whatnot. And so, you know, I decided, all right, I will go on a church mission because at least uh, in my neighborhood where to get married, you either need to have a college degree or be a return missionary. <laughs> and I didn't have the the first. So I was like, I should probably go on a mission. Um, and so I sold my carpet cleaning business to go on the mission. And this was in 2007. So luckily I sold it right before the market, you know, crashed because yeah, then yeah. that contract is worth nothing. That home builder went out of business. The problem is, is I parlayed those proceeds into real estate. <laughs> so kind of, Whatever it didn't. I came back uh, early from my mission. I had a heart attack at 19. Yeah, what a birth defect that I never knew about. No way. Um, came came at me with a, a vengeance when I was 19, and so wasn't able to finish the mission. Uh, came back after four months being out there, and uh, uh, didn't have any money because it was all crashed at that point, and uh, no business anymore. To so I had to start from scratch. Wow. So what did Scratch look like for you? The Scratch was getting married. <laughs> I met my <laughs> wife right when I got back and, and uh, she wasn't as um, uh, requiring of me to finish the mission. She actually was kind of like, hey, I, I don't want to wait for somebody. I'm not going to wait for you. I'm going to keep dating. And I was, that was enough for me to say, okay, uh, let's, let's keep dating and get married. So when you're married, you can actually qualify for more student loans or credit cards or different financial lending. Oh, so it was a business move. <laughs> it was a business move. Yes. Uh, I was able to max out different credit cards now being married and doing different things. And so I, I took as much uh, student loans that I that she could get because she actually had a the high school diploma and enrolled in uh, in the cheapest online college that we could find because then you could max out Pell Grants, student loans, uh, just, you know, and I'll do her class work for her because she's like, I don't want to do this. Um, and so we did that and we were able to, uh, you know, after paying the tuition costs, after paying for books, whatever, um, we had about $6,000 in loans that I then just started trading uh, currency Forex market. I, I got really good at predicting what uh, political announcements would do to a country's currency mm. and was able to, uh, you know, speculate um, the American dollar versus uh, against the euro or, uh, you know, so I, I really did a lot with the euro dollar pair 
and and during that time the euro was tanking because uh spain was looking to go bankrupt and was germany going to bail them out or not um you know the euro was going out. so against the us dollar at the time I, I made a good amount of money and uh just started really lo- loving the the market speculating and and making good money doing it that during that time i said hey if i have extra time and money i want to do what i've always want what i've always said i was going to do which was help my sister and mom and and dad who my, i have an older sister with severe autism growing up kind of being her punching bag i uh, saw that there was a lot of need for more services for individuals with special needs and mental health and and, and whatnot so i got a contract with the state of arizona to provide these services and because i didn't have to live off of the proceeds of government contracts which is very thin margin um we grew like crazy you know mm. and uh being able to pay providers and uh employees a good um wage when you get into government contracts and whatnot you don't get the best of the best you know you kind of get the uh bare minimum people who are clock punchers and don't really have i wanted therapies for individuals like my sister to be with people who aren't just punching the clock who aren't smoking on breaks and having these gauges and you know who parents are like hey i don't want to leave my kid with this smoke and i'll take care of your kid i'm not and i'm not saying this in a derogatory way it just seems like that had been kind of the norm for employees in the government funded world and so when parents were seeing that we had clean equipment, clean uh, facilities, clean providers, we just blew up. And now we have over, you know, eight locations in Arizona for um, private schools. We have campuses for private schools with students, uh, for students with autism. We have multiple clinics for outpatient therapies like speech and occupational therapy, ABA therapy. Um, We do a lot with mental and behavioral health coaching and uh, independent living facilities. So that wasn't what I meant was thinking would be such a big business in my portfolio, but it's been very much the engine that I've been able to grow other ancillary businesses like commercial real estate. I have a brokerage that buys all the commercial real estate for these um, outpatient clinics and these school campuses. And when you're able to lease to your own private uh, operating companies, you're able to add value to commercial real estate like crazy. So then you can just kind of rinse and repeat. And, and, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the burr method, but, wow. uh, it's, it, it really is good with commercial real estate where you buy, renovate, uh, rent, uh, refinance and repeat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to remember all the R's. Makes uh, sense. It, yeah. And, and so, you know, do that across $400 million worth of commercial real estate and, and you're getting into some good, good living. Yeah. And, uh, sorry about that. I don't know if the camera's it's all answer. good. <laughs> is the goal still to buy the Phoenix Suns? Yes. Well, it was up until 2020. Um, you know, I, I wanted to be the Mark Cuban and, and own the Phoenix Suns, but I was going to be 35, which right now is in a year. Um, cause he, he bought them when he was 42, I believe the Dallas Mavericks. Yep. And I was like, I'm going to beat that guy. But 2020, you know, having, having businesses in so many different industries, um, I had front row tickets to see the ridiculous government overreach of the, you know, pandemic. It was like, wait, I thought I lived in America, but government can come in and decide who's essential or not, decide who needs to get shut down or not. Um, it always seemed like 
you know, of course, the big business with the big lobbyists and, and special interest groups, they were the ones that were able to operate as normal and actually get subsidized funding from the government. But your neighbor who is a third generation restaurant owner worked their whole lives with this restaurant. They're shut down and they lose everything. I was like, this can't be right. You know, but I was so, I mean, I'm a high school dropout. I knew nothing about government. I knew nothing of, of even how to begin to hold my representatives accountable. And so many of my business uh, owner colleagues felt the same way. They're like, I've never trusted um, the establishment to donate to anything. We've never donated to anything political in our lives. We never talked about it, but we need to start now. We can't, obviously we've learned that uh, leaving politics to the politicians is no longer a uh, luxury that we've thought we could. And so I ventured out and I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm in a little bit of a better position than some of my business colleagues to replace myself with an operator and um, learn this whole political activist, you know, uh, pack, the pack world. We started a, a super pack um, called Fight for Freedom and um, figure out how we could start holding these representatives accountable. And money, of course, definitely does that. And so doing fundraisers and doing these big things where we could be influential and move the needle during campaigns um, really can play a big role in holding our representatives accountable. And, and so that's what Freedom Fight Night is, is a big fundraiser for, um, for our pack to hold these. It doesn't have to be right wing. It doesn't have to be. I mean, it's definitely not left wing, but it's pro-freedom. We could talk about social issues and, and different uh, you know, problems that we, we do need to talk about um, working together on, but we can't do that until we have freedom mm. and, and freedom of speech. It seems like between government and, and big tech right now, our, our First Amendment is under so much assault that uh, we can't, you know, whatever happened to the days of, I disagree with what you're saying. I actually hate what you're saying, but I'll fight to death to the death for you to be able to say it. It's that, you know, it's, oh, now it offends me. So I'm going to do everything I can to censor you. Mm. It, you know, we can't get anywhere with that. So in a perfect world, who's the person that you want to be involved in Freedom Fight Night? Like who's, who, who would be the dream person? Well, Frank Mir has been an incredible partner, um, you know, not only because he knows so much of the MMA world, he's able to, he, he's, he's our host and commentator for our fight nights because he can just so many people who don't know MMA are able to listen to him and he's able to ex uh, articulate. Hey, he's like an encyclopedia exactly. of all these moves. It, it, it's unbelievable. So, so people are learning MMA while they're listening to him, but he's also so articulate and knowledgeable in the political world that uh, he, he couldn't be a better partner. Um, but right now, I, I'm, I'm thinking not only just for the political stuff, I would love to have like a Joe Rogan or an Elon Musk somehow uh, be supportive of of this because I love what they do. They have been so good at not pigeonholing themselves to a party. Like, hey, we actually are a lot more liberal than what you guys are making us sound like. But it seems like the left liberals have gone so far left that they look like they're right wing. And I want that to be shown like, hey, I'm probably more liberal on a lot of so more social issues than some of my um, party is. And we need to get back there where people can disagree on so many things, but we need to agree that government's not the solution. Government is usually the problem and we need to lower 
and limit the power that we have been giving the government in the name of emergency, in the name of uh, security, safety, whatever it is, we'll never get those back. The government has shown that they don't give power back after emergencies Mm. that they've taken it. So we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's very strange for me to look at this as a Canadian. (laughs) Growing up in Canada where there are multiple political parties that you can vote for in every election. And I feel like here, it's you're either on the red team or you're on the blue team. And if you're on the red team, then you must tick all these boxes. And if you're on the blue team, you tick these boxes. It just seems seems like there should be some somewhere in the middle. I don't know. Agreed. And I mean, so many of our founding fathers, like I said, I didn't know anything about politics up until 2020 when I just jumped in the deep end. And now I feel like I'm a history buff and I feel like I've, but I, I know enough to get me in trouble and sound like an idiot because I'm probably going to misquote or, or give credit to the wrong founding father. But um, you know, one of them said there's nothing more dangerous than a two party system because quickly does that two party become a uniparty? And it mm-hmm. seems like so much of that is going on right now where the Republicans, uh, the establishment is just as to, is just as at fault as the left. And so we need to, whether it's a third party, a fourth party, whatever it is, we need to have healthy options to choose from and so many of my colleagues are saying you know i definitely don't agree with with what the left is doing and representing right now but the right hasn't really been showing that they're my voice you could have voted for kanye right that's i mean that was an option right well right now he would have been a much better uh <laughs> well, who knows? who's to say who knows oh, man with, with the businesses that you've built who really inspires you um in the business world, yeah. I, ironically, um, uh, initially it was Mark Cuban, um, and unfortunately, politics changes a little bit of, of. So you don't want to own an NBA team anymore. I do. I just need to put it on the back burner because what's the point of owning a, a major franchise if uh, we're a communist country? I know that sounds very extreme, wow. but yeah. uh, <laughs> gotta gotta protect that first. Hmm. Okay, so what, same with all the other sports. You don't want to own another sports franchise. Uh, you know, I'm not man enough to be uh, the sports guy in all different uh, sports categories. Um, so I don't follow enough football. I love watching the Cardinals um, when they're good. <laughs> Arizona, it's 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 tough to be a sports fan. And but I've just grown up always loving the Phoenix Suns and knowing that I'd never be able to be good enough to play for them. 
thought owning it would be, <laughs> you know, the next best thing. Right. So Freedom Fight Night 2, who were the big stars that we're going to see there? You know, we're working on a pretty monster card. Um, the first the first fight night, uh, the the names were very much the coaches, the captains, uh, uh, Tio Ortiz and, and Rampage Jackson. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome to have that uh, team feel. And, and Freedom Fight Night is actually going to uh, release a big change uh, starting in 2023 that is is not going to be just for politics. We're hoping to change MMA world uh, as far as the team aspect goes. But this card, we want to be much more of the fighters, um, even though uh, Tito Ortiz and Ryan Bader are the, are the captains of these teams. We have a lot of talent in Arizona that our card is going to consist of actual, I mean, if you watch the fights from Freedom Fight Night 1, we our minds were blown. We were not expecting that much talent to be such exciting fights. But now we are kind of trying to uh, duplicate that with known talent uh, to come on these cards. So we're, we're releasing our fight card this coming week, uh, next week. And so I think uh, you guys will be excited to see who's on it. So Tito Ortiz and Ryan Bader are kind of like the, the captains, the, co- the coaches, is that what we call it? Yes. Oh, wow. And they, and they both have incredible um, camps that they are choosing from for a lot of their fighters to be their, who they're captain of. Sure. Um, and so we're, we're evolving every single f- uh, Freedom Fight Night. It seems like we're, we're building something new each time that it's getting exciting to, uh, to start releasing these um, ev- evolutions, these uh, new news to everybody. So stay tuned. So as an MMA fan yourself, what's your favorite fight of all time? Ooh. I mean, just because of what it did for the sport, I think the, you know, Horace Griffin, Stefan Bonner, kind of as everybody's... As soon as you said it, it, for what it did for the sport, I'm like, I know exactly (laughs) where you're going with this. Yes. I wish I was was more of an OG that I can say something before then where, you know, listening to... I don't know if you listened to the uh, Joe Rogan, BJ Penn episode that they just had they were, they were naming these fights that i never oh. even heard of like i don't even know who those they are. those guys together like their mma knowledge is or their fighting knowledge is just off the charts ridiculous and yeah. so i'm i'm the one that has to say uh as a sycophant or whatever you want to call me as a wannabe uh the stefan bonner um forrest griffin fight was my well stefan bonner sat right there and he wow. had the exact same answer hey <laughs> if you can believe that <laughs> how weird would that be to, to say that the best fight and so many other people could say that the best fight was your own. I mean, <laughs> but it's a, such a good point. What that did for the sport. Put it on the map. Do you, I mean, I feel like everybody has their first introduction to UFC. And for me, it was going to Blockbuster. And it was buy, uh, renting the actual VHS. VHS. Yes. And this is like the late 90s. I remember oh, like wow, renting. nostalgic. Thing. I remember renting USC 1, 2, 3, and like going from there. Was that renting it though after seeing the years later oh wow oh no 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 the stephen bonner no no i i started i was a ufc fan like the late 90s oh well good you're more of a man than i am no not at all (laughs) i remember my friend being like you got to see this sport man yes there's this big like 500 pound guy and he's fighting like a 180 pound guy and i'm like say less yeah i'm in yes then we went to blockbuster immediately well those hoist gracie days when uh you're just like that beat everyone guy, yeah that poor guy's gonna get destroyed wait what he just broke what, what? He, <laughs> oh and he's not even letting go the guy's gonna die referee get him off and then i saw ken shamrock and i'm like that guy's 
jacked. Mm-hmm. And then he became a, a WWE wrestler, and I was a huge WWE. I'm a huge WWE fan. So I was like, well, this, I mean, it's, it's all the worlds kind of combining here. Totally. And it's crazy now. It's a different world. I mean, like, if, if I was 16, 14 again, when I first was getting introduced to it, it's like the people who are 16 now getting introduced to it. Oh, yeah. It's a different it's sport. It's so different. Yeah. And it's kind of sad because they take for granted what it wasn't very recently ago. And I think that people don't realize how young the sport is. Exactly. Like 30-ish, you know, not even, 30 years in is, is like the leather helmet era for the NFL. Yeah, it's it's kind of scary to think, too, of what is it, our culture is going to find as entertaining here pretty soon. I'm almost like getting a conspiracy theory or, or worried about you know, when it, when I was 16, 17, that was almost like, you know, the undercover back, you know, the basement fighting, you know, this, mm-hmm. this stuff was illegal, um, a little bit ago, you know, Dana White luckily made this actually seem more mainstream and more legal, but that used to be just like the most violent, most, um, hard to watch thing. But nowadays it's almost some fights are kind of a snooze fest. And it's like, wait, in a very, sorry about that. In a very short amount of time, we went from barbaric, impossible to even regulate, uh, sanction, let alone be on TV to now people are being like, eh, next, you know, what do we got to do? Throwing weapons now? Are we, uh, are the bar just keeps getting raised, right? And the standard just keeps changing. It's terrifying. (laughs) It is like it's in all aspects of life, I feel like, but it, it is amazing that a fight that was an amazing fight 15, 20 years ago. Now, knowing what the fighters know now might not be nearly as exciting. Right. I mean, people at first, when people would boo, when it wasn't very excited, like when you're in the stands and the audience, you'd be like, oh, they're just not, you know, they, they don't understand the sport. They don't understand the chess match game. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're, they're very much, it, there's always action. But now people are booing, not because they're ignorant and they don't understand, but because they're bored there's they've seen you know it's it's weird it is weird i remember joe rogan commenting like someone was in guard and then got some other sort of position and he's like wow the crowd is cheering they they understand it like i thought that was very interesting that the crowd is getting more educated yeah um especially with what you're doing like they're seeing people coming up which is also really cool yeah exactly i mean who would have thought man i can't remember the twins names uh right now but they're a judo phenomena. Like they're, they're, it's kind of like people are now able to see a high school basketball player and be like, oh, that's the next LeBron. Yep. That would never have been the case with MMA. But now people are like, oh, that's going to be the next uh, Anderson Silva. That's going to be the next, you know, the style bender and all these things. It's, it's, it's amazing. And you can't, you can't get in street fights anymore ever because you have no idea who on the street is going to be. Uh, Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's fun. So if people want to come to Freedom Fight Night 2, it's in Mesa, Yep, July 15th. Are tickets still available? You know, we are trying to figure out if we might need to go into a bigger part of this. Uh, uh, like I said, we have a great relationship like with a this bigger venue? facility. Yeah, because wow. people are coming from all over saying, we love what you're doing, not only because of the um, political side, that obviously the proceeds go to great causes like fighting mandates and whatnot. But we are getting a lot of big names to come and support, and and our fighters keep showing up to put on great fights that uh, we might not have to be as little as we've 
thought we needed to be for <laughs> for a while. Oh wow! If they can't come oh. and see it in person, we have the pay per view uh, option. Um, so if people go to freedomfightnight.com. It's uh, you'll you'll be able to see a little bit of what happened in the first event, and you'll see a lot of of what's happening in the second event. But then, even more excitingly, what it's going to be in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth event. Oh, it, do you already have plans for? Oh, oh yeah, wow. I know. Your eyes like lit up there. Well, I, like I said, I, I I want to do a disclaimer that nothing is set in stone yet. But in October, which would be our our third, our Freedom Fight Night three, um, Tito wants to do his final MMA. A career fight on on the Freedom Fight Night card. Wow! And so, if that's in October, um, and is that like a sanctioned like pro fight? Like that'd yeah. be on his record. Yep, it would wow. be his final kind of walkout gloves, you know, leaving the leaving the cage type thing. Hopefully, it's a hopefully it's a Peyton Manning, you know, leaving on a Super Bowl win. But uh, it's it it's just surreal. Like I said, you know, growing up and and having these legends like uh, Frank Mir and Tito Ortiz to show what real men look like <laughs> now to be on a on a card that i'm promoting that i never planned to be in that type of world ever i mean so maybe maybe forget the nba franchise maybe just start my own uh mma franchise wow you know, this is this nice. is evolving go after dana white or david feldman here right wow <laughs> it's it's fun hey what, what you're doing sounds like a lot of fun i want to be there i want to go to the next one. hey you better be i'll make sure that uh it's it's something that you are grateful that you went to in in three or four years when you see what it's going to be like then i read that your very first job was you in a pig costume where did you <laughs> yes that is every hilarious. everything's on the internet oh, Come that's on. true good point what was the name of the restaurant waldo's barbecue shout out to the best barbecue uh joint in in arizona so you would stand outside and wave to the cars 120 degree heat you know dry you're wearing this little oven because you know but when you're when you're what was i 14 15 uh maybe even 13 and you can't get a job anywhere else you know you're just like wait I can get paid eight to ten dollars an hour. Awesome! Let's do this. Did you get a discount on the barbecue too? Oh yeah, no, I, you'd be able to go in the back and whether or not they. So if you were working, you got a meal for free. Yeah, so that oh, was worth it by itself. I'm mean, sure the barbecue. Mm. What's the best menu item there? I get the cluck for more. <laughs> it's a <laughs> it is a chicken sandwich, but it's the barbecue sauce that makes it oh makes it cluck insane for more cluck for more. Okay. Yeah. Most people are like, you got to go for the ribs. I know. Like, hold pork. If you're a man, you would talk about the brisket. And, right. and you know, if you know your meats, you talk about, oh, they're, I'm. <laughs> I love chicken. I love chicken. Just get the favorite. club for more and douse it in the barbecue sauce. What do you think you learned from that very first job? Um, gosh. There's got to be a lot of lessons. Yeah. I learned definitely a street, uh, heat stroke. And uh, things to make sure that uh, you do to protect your employees as a business owner. Now, I'm like, I would never have let somebody do that, especially with uh, the uh, cancel culture and how much goes on the Internet. You know, if you have a 14 year old pass out in the street and bake for a half hour, that's there's also got to be a lesson of like perseverance or like moving on, like figuring things out. Uh, delayed gratification. Oh, is there what, it is. Yeah. yeah. Being able to know that, oh my gosh, this sucks so bad. At the bad, end right? of this shift, cluck for more. Yep. <laughs> and eight to $10 an hour. And there's, there's skillet. I think it was a skookie is what they call it. Oh my gosh. Like a skillet cookie? Yeah. Oh, With ice cream. I mean. Done. Yep. That, that sounds amazing. That made that last hour worth it. 
Yeah. What are some of the books that you would like gift to people if you were saying like, you got to read this? Seven Habits of Highly Effective. Yeah. Um, Stephen Covey. Stephen Covey. Uh, good to Great. And um, Eat Wait, That. Who's Good to Great? I know that. Uh, Collins, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eat That Frog. Which is? Uh, I think it's Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy, yeah. I believe. Um, if not, I know, It is, yeah. It's, it's, you know, I, I would be a procrastinator without realizing it. And then uh, this book put it into, into uh, perspective. Just get it out of the way in the morning. Mm-hmm. Eat that frog. What, is, what does he mean by eat that frog? It, it means, you know, if you know that you have to eat a frog in the day, do it or first thing in the morning and get, because you're, it's, eat the nastiest, most disgusting frog first thing. And then everything else is, is bliss. You know, if you have like tadpoles throughout the rest of the day, at least you got the nasty one done. And, uh, I'm probably butchering what he, his the idea whole, though makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Why, why, uh, dread it the whole day when mm. you can just get it done first thing in the morning and then the rest of the day, you know, you can pick and choose what little tadpoles you want to just <laughs> throw down so freedomfightnight.com is the best way for people to find out more yes also is it on instagram oh yeah uh freedom fight night on instagram uh freedom fight night on on uh, facebook but especially uh clout hub is you know one of the businesses that i invest in heavily because it is a pro free speech platform i know there's a lot of uh, platforms coming out of the woodworks right now just to just to fight against the what we we're talking about the first amendment censorship and whatnot but unlike unlike getter or true social or all those things that are specifically trying to be the alternative to twitter cloud hub is the alternative for everything for facebook i mean we for youtube for instagram it it's technology i mean we're running our our fight night pay-per-view out of it, it it has so much more uh, technology and advancement than an, a Twitter alternative, even mm-hmm. though we don't even really need a Twitter alternative now after Elon Musk has gone in and saved the day. So, yeah. So freedomfightnight.com is where people can either buy tickets or they can, um, they can watch it on pay-per-view, I they, guess. They can watch it on pay-per-view. They can donate to the cause. They can, um, we're, we're having it structured where they could do the donation to a 501c3 and okay. actually help. Um, just on, if they don't care about MMA, I don't know who doesn't, but if they, if they just want to be part of, uh, a good cause or if they want to stream it, um, through cloud hub, they can buy their streaming, um, ticket. Or of course, um, if we sell out, we're, we're, we're going to go live on the t- ticket sales, I believe Monday. And if those just sell out right away, we're going to need to move venues and, and cause we, Right next door is a bigger facility that we could adapt and, and evolve yeah. um, that could host three, four times the amount. Um, but right now it's just a 2,500 uh, seat max. And we, I think we might've already sold out. So wow. that's a good problem. That's a good have. problem. Yeah. Good problem to have. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming by. Man, this isn't a blast. Let's, let's do it again. I mean, I, I, let's, we'll do it. We'll do it at a fight night sometime. Yes. Genius. I was going to say in a studio like this, I don't want to do anything remote or virtual ever yeah, again. Me this too. Is, <laughs> I, I feel the exact same way. It's why I fly cool out buttons. here to Vegas all the time. Well, whenever, whenever you can have another, uh, wannabe MMA guy on here, let me know. <laughs> I end every conversation talking about gratitude. For me, I wake up every day and I say out loud three things I'm grateful for. I need to do that. And I do it before I go to bed too. 
Well, I mean, I think because if you can frame life in that way, wow, it makes you realize how much you have instead of focusing on all the things you don't have. Shoot. So, what are three things in your life? Well, Harrison, that you're grateful for right now. Real quick on that note, mm. I think it's so awesome that you said that because the the fight, the um, what not the anecdote, maybe that is the word, but is to depression is gratitude, and so to be able to fight depression, yeah, you can't you can you can't be simultaneously angry or depressed when you're being grateful. Wow. Well, on that note, because I do a lot with mental health, and and a lot of my business background is is with that, so. I definitely am grateful, one, for my family. I'm married, have five kids. They are everything for me, um, which is, you know, but then two. I don't know how you were able to get away from them. <laughs> five kids and a wife, that's. Yeah, no. Uh, and she, you're here in Las Vegas with us, so thank you. I, she is a stud. She will hold down the fort while I'm gone. But then two, I've, I've had this recent, um, very much reinvigorated uh, spirituality uh, happen. So I'm very grateful for a creator, uh, whoever, whatever anybody believes. I, I do believe that we have a, a loving creator, um, that wants us to maximize the skill sets that he has given us, uh, for the good of our neighbors, our brothers and sisters. And so I, and then the third is I'm grateful for the opportunity that I have right now to hopefully bless others with, um, some of the blessings that I have. Mm. Love it. Those are three great things. Hey, Harrison, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm excited to be on again. There we go. For more information on Freedom Fight Night, head to freedomfightnight.com. And of course, a huge thank you to Harrison for being with us inside the beautiful, incredible, unbelievable Blue Wire Studios at the Win Las Vegas. And thank you for always being with us on these audio adventures. I'm going to leave you with a great quote from Bill Nye. Yes, that Bill Nye, the science guy. Everyone you will ever meet knows something that you don't. Be great and be grateful. We'll see you on the next one for some more insight.